shit, we're recording the meeting. Stupid Zoom. We have to record the meeting, Keith, because oh. that's how that's how we record the podcast. If you don't record it, no one can hear it. Hello, it's been too long. Oh, three weeks? Two, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Three weeks well, you're back from the UK. Vinny is back. Back, to, never back, left. back in the USS, back of the good old US of A. Back in the USS A. Back in the US of A. Doesn't have the quite same zappiness of it. No. Very centennial introduction, all mangled. It's okay. I don't really care. All right. This is the Generation Zillennial Podcast <laughs> with <laughs> Keith and Vinny. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We just, anyone who ever listened to us before is just, turn, is just turning this off immediately. Why, know, right? what, what's wrong with these, what's <laughs> wrong with these people? Hey, so I, I realized you were in the UK. You had a quarantine for like the 10 days or whatever. And like halfway through your quarantine, I saw like they ended that quarantine. It was fun. literally like uh, two days after we were getting out of the quarantine. Because like I said, I don't know if you remember, I uh, tested the release early. So on day five, you can get another test because you have to right. test on day two and eight. But on day five, if you if you pay extra for the test, you can um, basically get a release saying that um you're you're, you're covid free you can you can get out you, you don't have to stay in your in your house jail free car or wherever you're quarantining um so and you did that and then you did that after. and then of course you know it took three days to process that so, so by the time so by the time we got out i think we got released on a thursday um and then yeah by monday they were like yeah you know we don't we don't we don't have to do that anymore we're, we're getting rid of those those quarantine policies um the funny part too is um, how it affected like air travel, because going there was great because they were still kind of spreading the seats out. So Claire and I had our own row to ourselves. Um, coming back, that was not the case. We were we were actually our flight got canceled, and we got moved onto an earlier flight because I think they because of that they basically combined the flights. And there's still room, out. but um, yeah, we got actually stuck next to somebody. In the middle, in the middle section of the plane, which is never, never a good time. Well, just, but I did, the, I did watch the David Arquette documentary on, on the way back, <laughs> so that was that was good. I mean, the good part about airplanes is people have to remember, you know, the air fully circulates in that cabin every three minutes. Three minutes. Oh, and they they tell you every time you get on the plane. Oh, do they? they, they oh, they're oh, not. Oh. Yeah, they're not shy of reminding you that. Like, hey, by the way, it's fresh air every three minutes every from three outside. Minutes. It's new air, and you know everyone's wearing, hanging around here, and everyone's wearing their mask. And I think um, that's coming good. back. I don't think we had any issues with, with no Karens on the plane. Anything. That's good. No, because um, coming back from Mexico, there were a quite a few announcements about the masks. Because I think like every time they saw somebody, they would gently remind it, them over the was, PA, yeah. and if the, and if that didn't do the trick, then they would say something. But yeah, so we're gonna try the passive aggressive version first. Then the direct version, and then uh, we throw you off the plane. Then literally throw you off the plane. No, no ticket. Not literally. That's not, that's not true. They, they would never do that. They should, uh, maybe, if, but they, they're, not, mean, they're not going to do that. That's well, yeah, because then you have to depressurize the cabin. You fall suit, you know. Oh, oh, I was thinking thinking about that part. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the logistics. Like, pretty if you're sure, at altitude, you sure got to depressurize the cabin, and it gets cold all of a sudden. People are going to start... Breathing, using oxygen. Everyone masks. bundle up. We have to, everyone bundle up. We got to throw someone out. Put your seatbelt on. We got to throw somebody out of the plane. You ever watch Snowpiercer the movie? Not the TV show, but the movie. No. Oh, because like, real quick synopsis. If you've never seen Snowpiercer, the idea, the the whole premise is it takes place in the future where we've gone to another ice age, but the entire world is covered in ice, and the only people left alive are on this one train that is circling the globe at a very high speed. So it's the only way it doesn't freeze because it has to keep going so fast. 
and there's like the you know the front of the train is like the higher class and it gets lower classes and go to the back of the train obviously and i was thinking one of the punishments like they they put this guy's there's like a small little window and they put the guy's arm outside in the window and it like freezes instantly it comes in and it shatters doesn't think about the logistics of like oh we gotta throw some off the plane how do we do that you just get fro- you get frozen arm yeah you get frozen arm and then you got no arm snow piercer arm snow piercer uh chris evans was in that movie captain america captain america i, I know I, I've, I've heard of the movie i just haven't seen it um, there's now a tv show on the usa or the tnt it's one, one of the, one of the one of the companies that have wrestling on them yeah <laughs> one of the television <laughs> stations one of the wrestling it. adjacent companies it all goes back to wrestling. It's all work. Everything. <laughs> Everything is at work. I had, a busy week. I had a busy weekend of wrestling. Yeah, you did. Um, Saturday was, and Sunday. I was in Poughkeepsie, New York on Saturday, which is local for me, which is like the, 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 one of the, the biggest show of the year that we do is the closest for me, so that was nice. But then the next day, we had to drive to Six Flags Great Adventure. For an amazing show. Like if you if you if you ever if you if you're into Six Flags at all and you're into wrestling and and you see that um because we usually do this once a year, um Northeast Wrestling comes down to Six Flags Great Adventure, and yeah. we do a big meet and greet with a bunch of stars. I worked with uh on Kurt Angle's table. Got to hang out with Kurt Angle for a little bit. Oh word. Um, Olympic champion. Yeah, and people, uh, it's 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 so cool how like people love that dude, and he, he's a cool guy. And people should I mean, 1996 gold medalist. He was a great wrestler. Uh, 1996 uh, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Won the gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's done a lot of things with a broken (laughs) neck, I feel like. Sometimes I wonder if, oh, that's true too. But sometimes I wonder if if the wrestlers, especially a guy like Kurt Angle, who had like really good catchphrases like it's true and broken freaking neck. If he gets like sick of hearing it from people. It's true. It's damn true. (laughs) Right. And they'll be like, know. oh, you know, can you, can you, can you, you know, you know the episode of The Simpsons where uh, Bart gets famous for his catchphrase, and he's like, say the, say the line, Bart. It's like, <laughs> I'm, sometimes I wonder if it's like that. Can just say, can you just say it's true, it's damn true, like like, like thirty times a day? <laughs> I like, know, because then it, then they go back and uh, also Simpson Simpsons reference, like, how do you sleep with yourself at night <laughs> on the top of a large pile of gas with many beautiful women? <laughs> So that's also good. How you can think about it, like, yeah, uh, that I say like, that catchphrase a lot, but you know what? It made me rich. Sounds like something Ben Shapiro would say. I think he, I think he actually did recently say that. <laughs> but whatever. But you know, you know, Kurt Angle, uh, he's a hard work. Everyone has to respect his work ethic. He's a little crazy sometimes, but he's a good. Wrestler. Yeah, I mean, he he did what he needed to do. I guess, like, yeah. I mean, his but, neck is like bigger than my thighs, but <laughs> put together. Oh God! I mean, especially back then. Like you look at the pictures that, like, when he was in, like in his prime, like. Oh, oh my God! It's like it was huge, huge jack. But, but yeah. So you know, busy, busy weekend of wrestling for me. But it was, it was, it was fun. Traffic wasn't fun. Uh, Traffic. If, you ever, if you've ever driven up from New Jersey on a Sunday night during the summer, you, you, you'll you'll understand. It's. Well, I mean, we drove to MetLife Stadium on Saturday, so I saw that. I saw you took took the wife out to a, to a Jets preseason game. Yes, it was the Jets Giants game. My wife was a Jets fan, and it was her birthday. And we wanted to give the kids a, a major league experience, major league professional experience, major league review baseball. Uh, so it was their first time. You know, it was nice because it's like not very crowded because it's preseason. Um, 
we were in the lower section, but we we're like the second to last row, so we weren't near a lot of people, uh, which isn't good. And now, are, are there any restrictions in the stadium? In, uh, there were none. There were none. We we all wore masks when we were walking about until we got to our seats. Uh, so you know, we we tailgated first and we we're fine. And as we you know walk through the ticket line and all that stuff, we we masked up and it gets pretty tight in there. I mean, it's pretty open. You know, it's got high ceilings. There's air moving everywhere, so it's pretty. In that regard, it's pretty safe. But you know, they had hand sanitizer and all that stuff. It's still I've never you know, been to Met, to MetLife. It's my second time. It's only it's tenth anniversary this year. I found out. Um, I was at I was at the old Giant Stadium like once. I saw a Jets game. They played the Colts yeah. back when the both teams were like awful, and it was like but, December. Well, I have to say the bathrooms are very clean. I visited them many times because I felt like every time I brought one child back from the bathroom, the other one had to go. <laughs> one to go, and it was just like a rotating. Like I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh my god, how much do you drink? They so, got little bladders, Keith. They got those small little they bladders. They, they, they also have a lot of family restrooms too. Like uh, every other entryway had a family restroom. By the stairs. Yeah, the, yeah. A lot of the newer stadiums will, will have that. Which so is, I was, you know, very appreciative of that. Yeah, like you can go in there, lock yourself in, and they can take care of themselves. You don't have to worry about it. But so it was, it was a good time. Uh, Jets won. Um, which I, I'm, I'm not a fan of either team, but I was rooting for the Jets with my wife because I don't really care for the Giants, being the only team that has beaten the Patriots twice in Super Bowl. <laughs> That's a that, yeah. I mean, it's I, in history. I'm, I was always more of a Jets fan than a Giants fan. I mean, I'm a 49er fan, so I think that probably had something to do with it. Because there you go. Um, you know, the Giants are the ones that that ruined our chances for a three peat back in '89. Uh, so was no night. Uh, yeah, it was the '89 season, right? When the Giants won the Super Bowl against the Bills, they beat oh the 49ers God. in the <laughs> NFC Championship. Took out against, John Montana against the Bills. Sorry, Bills. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. The Bills Bowl. were so good. The, the, some of the best teams never win a Super Bowl. I know. That's true. That's and we made it four times in a row. Yeah, and they're just remembered for being losing the Super Bowl four, four times, times in, in a row. row. But um, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, uh, Bruce Smith. Those those teams were those teams were good. I remember that back in the day. they, they Andre Reid, the receiver. The NFL Family Feuds, and Jim Kelly was on it. <laughs> I remember those. I don't know why. Anyways, let's talk about some real news. So yeah. um, I'm glad it's I don't live in Afghanistan some de- right some now. Depressing, some depressing news. Now, now hot t- I'm, I'm curious about your opinion on this. Because, like, okay, so we've been there for 20 years. We're pulling out of our military occupation, I would say, of the country. You know, we're in there with the military, occupying space. It's a military occupation. Um, and as soon as we leave, there's a power void. And the Taliban... So everyone's, I think, surprised has come through super fast and has now basically taken over the whole country again. Well, they were ready. That's, you know, I think that's part of it. They, they knew. I mean, this this pullout was negotiated with them, right? By, by the Trump administration. Yes, and by the Trump administration, everybody. This yeah, is not the Biden administration. People this forget that. Trump. But to be fair, Biden, Biden is in charge now. Biden could have reversed those. Not, those. not only that, it was originally planned under the Bush administration. That's the another part too. This, right. this is not like everyone... Bush, Bush got us there. Bush negotiated a, the, the, yeah. uh, a pullout. That this has just been got... a long time coming. It just well, Biden's like, burner. you know what? Trump finally said we're going to do it, and then and then Biden actually did it. So, you know, people like to play the, the political game and a lot of things, and I, you know, sometimes I'm I might be a little guilty of that as well. But in this instance, it's it's the United States' fault. This, this is a long time. This is not this is not a Democrat Republican. 
um, folly. This is an American folly. This is something that America did poorly. And well, um, here's the question: How could we have done it well? Because I, I, this is where the trap I think we get into is like, okay, we went in there, probably under mostly false pretenses, because we were looking for someone that was hiding there, but the country itself wasn't the problem. Right. And I don't think, I think we knew he was, I, I think people knew he wasn't there to begin with, but that's another story. So, right. So we, we did all this stuff in, uh, under the pretense of defending our country. And had we not done that, we wouldn't have known what was happening. Well, we, we still knew what was happening there, but I, I don't think there was any point personally, like, okay, we, the report just came out that, you know, we knew for a long time that the security forces that we've been training just wasn't going to cut it in Afghanistan, like they weren't ready for it. And I think that's because for one reason, we, you know, we always think about, we, we have the trapping of always thinking of things in Western ideals and like Western training and Western military. And that's how we fight. And that's how we're going to train them to fight. And that was the big mistake. And that was the failure. Right. Right. And then, and then we're going to like just leave and they're going to be able to take over. And, and I'm not saying, and this is like, it's one of the situations where I feel like there's no correct answer because you can't stay there forever. You know, we, we can't, no, we, we, can't. Were already, we were already Two there decades. too long. We were already there too long to begin with. Yeah. Right. We, we accomplished our mission 19 years ago, 18 years ago. And then right. we just kind of like hung out because we were scared of the power vacuum. But in those 18 years, we didn't do a very good job of, um, and I don't want to say training the Afghan military because I think that's what we did, but we trained, we trained them incorrectly. Um, we, like you said, we trained them to fight like Americans. Um, we didn't train them to fight the, the, the battle that they needed to fight against the Taliban, which again, the United States created, don't forget that too. Um, that's a big, that's a big thing that people like to forget about is that we kind of, we kind of created Reagan. the monster back in the eighties. Yeah. That's, that's, we were, that's we were another reason why I'll say Reagan was the worst president in, 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 we were more in the history of communism than, so than anything else. So we armed the Afghan military, which became the Taliban in right. the eighties. To fight against communism, all those fancy weapons that they have. Hey, guess where they came from? Well, they're not too yeah. fancy anymore, but, well, but I know. But you know, <laughs> those are forty-year-old weapons now. But but the point is, like I said, I don't. Well, you know, that, that's, where, that's where that's really where the failure is, and is in is in the is in the military's um, preparation for the Afghan people to be able to defend themselves. Um, and I don't want, like I said, I don't want to take away anything from like the training that the Afghan people had, and and, and you know they. I think they fought hard to you know do what they needed to do, but um, they just they weren't properly prepared and equipped for it. And and it's like also, I said, this isn't this isn't this isn't fall on Biden. This isn't fall solely on Trump. This isn't fall solely so fall solely on Obama or Bush. This is an American failure. Um, so it's an it's an ideological theory or ideology. <laughs> Ideology. ideological there you go Failure. ideological that's it again again it's a, it it's us trying to impose our western ideas on a middle eastern country which has a different you know mindset and we're, we're trying to teach them how to win a military victory and secure their neighborhoods when it, you know so much of our military strategy has always been against another nation this is the problem with vietnam too you know it's it's we're fighting a nation 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 but the problem is if you're fighting an idea like taliban's not a nation it's a it's an idea and it's a group you know that can always shrink down and grow shrink and grow and reform and move it's flexible it, and 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 to the the catch 22 here is also the longer we occupy 
a place like Afghanistan, the stronger the Taliban gets because they can use that as recruitment, right? They can right. say, oh, look, they're, they're occupying us. Occupying, the, the, you know, the, the Westerners are occupying us. Like, they're, what, they, they don't need to be here. They're tell them to get out of our affairs. And, that, you know, that's going to resonate with some people. So, you know, is there, a, I mean, there must be a solution to the problem, right? There, you, know, you can't think there's no solution to any problem. But what it is 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 a lot more complicated than I think anyone's willing to admit and what it, anyone's actually like ready for. You know what I mean? Now, the question is, is it our responsibility to figure out that solution? Um, it's the world's responsibility. Is it America's responsibility? Is the United States' responsibility? No. And I think that's another problem is that we like to take things on our own. Um, and that's the optics of that are terrible from anyone that lives outside of America. Because right? you know Americans are very narrow-minded when it comes to foreign policy affairs, right? right. Because we're so isolated. Um, I mean, really, yeah, obviously, you have North America where we're in the middle of it, <laughs> right? So we, you know, into our big chunk Can- of it. Canada doesn't have a lot of like uh, turmoil. Right? Let's say there hasn't been a lot of can- turmoil in Canada. Like South America is another, is another story, but we're kind of far away f- enough from that. Where I the only really issue that we have are refugees coming up, and you know we haven't been very good on that front either. But that's that's really not the the point we're trying to talk about right now. Well, you say it's the world's responsibility, but then then I extrapolate that. Okay, like what other situations are the world's responsibility? Do we have to go into North Korea? Do we have to go into other war torn countries? Like that's the problem. That's eventually eventually that's yes. the problem for I me. Think is like the, oh, there's so many there's so many of those situations. That, you know, you have you have the Taliban here, you have North right. Korea there, you have you know people in South America, you have people in African nations where you have warlords and stuff like that. They've been doing this for generations. Yeah. I mean, we have genocide. And we only in China. care about we, have, we, we only still care about ongoing genocide that, in China right now, and, and right? nobody's and nobody's doing anything about that. No, we have the Uyghur population being you know killed off and isolated and oppressed. Allegedly. And, and, and but we buy all our products from there. So. It's it becomes to me it's like yes there are all these injustices in the world, but like you said the U.S. can't just be like we're going to go around and be Team America World Police because that doesn't no work. and 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 the issue too with that is too because when America plays World Police it's it's for American interests it's not right. for the, the interest of the people in that country necessarily we exactly we do it for American interests and that's not going to work that's just not that's not going to solve a problem right. I mean, yeah, we, we created more problems in the Middle East than solving them when we drew all the lines arbitrarily after our wonderful world wars that we had. So, yeah, you know, but, and, that, and that's the thing with, uh, but I said, like, again, like with America, the, the issue is that we're, we really are so isolated for that, from that. Mm-hmm. We, we, we couldn't imagine what, what it's like to live in a country like that. I mean, like, no, I couldn't imagine. And, you know, I, I don't really want to dismiss 9-11, but that, you know, that's considered the greatest tragedy in the history of the United States, at least in our, at least in our lifetime. And I mean, it's definitely um, the biggest uh, foreign assault right, on the that, country. And that was one day. Yeah. It was one day. Imagine. Yeah. You're not going to have an issue. That many people. Yeah. You're not going to have a situation where all that destruction happens in one day. But imagine like just that just being carried out for years. Looking at, you know, like living in Palestine where you have bombings, yeah. you know, on and, on and off wars with your neighbor all the time with a threat of it. Yeah. Like, all the time. like it's, it's, it's something I don't think Americans can really, I mean, I really can't even, I can't my head around it. I, I think about I can't it imagine what that looks like, but I mean, I, I, I can feel sympathy, but 
yeah, I think about it once in a while, but I'm like, I, I, I have no idea how it'd be just like, you know, I'm listening this morning to the reports about Haiti and, you know, someone's like driving his van around as a, a makeshift ambulance trying to save people. I'm like, I can't even think about the idea of like, okay, one time, one day something happens so bad that we just stop everything else we're doing. We're just driving around saving people. Like we've been, especially in the Northeast, like we've been so isolated from that. Except, like you said, except for that, you know, one tragic day we had in the Northeast uh, 20 years ago. We, yeah, we, no, but that's, that's what it looks like. But even, even then, like we had the infrastructure to, to respond to a lot of things. I mean, right. oh, he, even all the people, I mean, I remember being in oh Sacred Heart and like some of the athletic trainers were like went down to, to assist in, in, in medical um, right. capacities. Um, Cause you know, we, that's everyone pulled together and did what we needed to do. And, and people had the resources to be able to do that. Other countries aren't so lucky. And no. that's, and when you think, like when I said, that's, that's the, it's the world's problem to solve. I'm sorry. Like you can call me a globalist all I want, but we're all on this world together and we all need to take care of each other and we need to stamp and, out oppression wherever we say it. And you can't be outraged That's, by one injustice and not be outraged by another. Yeah. So, you know, you can't pick and choose what your outrages are. Like I, I'm no, outrage I mean, you could choose, you, but you, you, yeah. you can choose priorities. Don't get me wrong. Right. Again, but, like we were talking about in the pre-show, it's like you can go around putting out the fires first, do your triage, but you still right. have to have a long-term strategy, but it's it's hard to do that when we have so many governments in the world and everyone has different thoughts about what we should do and ideologies. And that was obviously the problem also in Afghanistan is we did not have a long-term strategy and it was not the there was no well. There was no strategy at all. <laughs> there was a, let's go in there. Let's find that guy. We're going to go in there in the pretense of finding that guy. And then, uh, sure, we ousted the Taliban, but that, that never was going to last. Never. And maybe maybe we do need a, another branch of the military that that isn't Space Force, but maybe a branch of the <laughs> military... Not? <laughs> maybe a branch of the military that is focused on um building things right and reconstructing things because I, I think that's where a lot of the, the faulting comes from is when our military tries to rebuild the country after we've blown it up for so long that we don't we i don't think we do a very good job of that and, and i think that's kind of evident that we don't it's really not what our what our what the what the focus is of the military. So maybe well, the, the maybe military. the military needs, needs another branch that like a reconstruction branch of the military. Maybe that's something to think about. Yeah. Um, but really, where I, I want to know where the world is on this. Like, I want to know because you know, even in United Nations is is a powerful body. Um, a lot of its figureheads, right? But it does their their words do kind of resonate throughout the world. At least I think that's the role that the UN can play. And, you know, not maybe not so much like military action, but, you know, <clears throat> come up with policies, come up with statements, get 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 member nations to 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 invest in the good of the world. Uh, you know, that's that's all I, I guess that's all I can ask. I mean, I'm not a foreign policy expert. Neither are you. Um, no, de- I'm definitely not a foreign policy. Expert. I don't think foreign policy experts are for, foreign policy experts sometimes. But yeah, um, well. It's a it's a lot of foreign policy and what can I get out of it? But it's a complicated me. world, isn't it? Right? It's it's the well, world the thing. is it's, it's the world a lot more complicated than people want to give you credit for. It, it is, everyone has different agendas. Everyone has different ideologies, and it's hard to get. You know, we can't get people to agree in our own neighborhood about wearing masks. You think we can get them to agree about you know foreign policy in another country that they have no idea what the culture is like? I really can't believe masks are still an issue after all this time. It, it is, it's, 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 Ameri- it's 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 it really is an American thing. You do see it in other in, in other countries. Like I said, I was just in England 
um, it was a lot more. Um, hey, we just, we just bought new masks. Yeah, like, well, in England, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot more expected, and like it still wasn't enforced. But I think a lot more people, even if they were vaccinated, just did it, especially because the, you know the Delta variant is running through them pretty pretty bad right now. Um, right, we we it's have through us in certain areas a lot worse than other areas. And family down the street just got it, you know, and they are vaccinated. Um, well, the the Delta are the kids aren't because they're all too young. Um, so they think they think maybe the youngest one actually brought it back from daycare or something. Could have. Um, uh, my friend's parents were not living together. They're actually divorced. Both of them just got it in separate incidences. One's in the hospital. One is fine at home with very minimal symptoms. So it's just a, it's. That was the one. Is is the person in the hospital vaccinated or? Yeah, they're both vaccinated. <clears throat> so, but she's on. She's getting better. She was on oxygen yesterday, not incubated. Intubated. Incubated. <laughs> I'm good with words. Talking is hard in the morning, man. Uh, I teach. I don't know how you teachers. I don't know how you teachers do it. Hey, I only teach one class at a time, so ha. Huh. That's true. Professor. I do. I do have many moments while teaching. I I have like converging thoughts in my. I feel like I'm ADHD sometimes when I teach because I'll have converging thoughts happening while I'm talking. And then like I said to myself, okay, remember that thought because I'm going to bring that up in a moment. And I stop talking and go, I had a thing I was going to say. I forgot the thing. Give me a moment. Nope, it's gone. We'll come back to it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's how I am on this podcast a lot of the time. (laughs) But I, I do it in front of people in classroom because, you know, someone will ask me a question. I'll be in the middle of answering that question. And then like another idea comes from my head and I just, it, you know, it comes and it goes and it comes and it goes and, and I do what I can. But, but yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Delta, Delta variant, variant is, is a thing. Scary. It's well, what's scary is that what's, what's next after the Delta variant? Like what, how, is it going to grow even stronger? Um, the echo variant, obviously echo. Because, because if you if you haven't been following with the Delta variant, basically it it seems to replicate a lot faster, and it, it replicates in the lungs a lot faster. So, um, your it, it creates a higher viral load, which Makes creates more an tangible. issue um, where the you know the amount of viral load that you have, you know, corresponds to how easily you are to infect other people. So it spreads a lot faster, and it's a, it's a lot more it wreaks a lot more havoc in your body. So even <laughs> Even if you are vaccinated, the fact that the antibodies are less likely to be able to keep up with with the viral load, basically. Yeah, so you might get a little, you might have a fever for a day or two. And I mean, good part is being vaccinated will still prevent you from going to the hospital, hopefully, in most cases. For in most uh, cases, not, not um, entirely. Not every case, obviously, because you know, that's about. that's one nigger friend, but that's a pretty big outlier. And oh. and deaths have been, I mean, a few, I think. Very, if you're vaccinated, very, the deaths have been very minimal. Yeah, yeah. over ninety five percent or ninety eight. I forget what it's either. Yeah, unless you have unless you have some serious com- comorbidities with that. Yeah, um, which is why now uh, the CDC is suggesting a booster shot for those with who are immunocompromised. Right, I'm waiting for the the, the next age bracket to open up. That's what I'm. A lot a, of yeah, as a parent of younger children, I'm waiting for that next age bracket because we're we're getting ready for school. In two weeks, you and know, that's and that's a big that's a big concern for me right now because obviously we open sports up next week at the, at the high school level in New York. Um, now, public school hasn't mandated it, correct? Uh, being vaccinated? No, because obviously with the age groups, you're not. Um, you can't. I know there are some private school. I know colleges obviously can. Um, I mean, the thing is, you can back you mandate other vaccines, 
Right. I think the real the, the talk about I've heard before is because it's only under emergency authorization at this point. That's why a lot of school districts have not mandated it yet. Yeah. Once the FDA gives it full authorization, then you're going to see it more easily mandated. Oh yeah, then you're definitely going to see um, a, a vaccine mandate. But also now, too, like you said, with the age groups, yeah. ha- in, a, in, a, in, a, in a public school district for you know um, yeah, price, element, right? elementary to, elementary to secondary, you know, it's kind of hard to say okay if you're this age you have to have it but everybody else because they can't get it doesn't so that's that's another part that's another part of it too i think um right. but yeah like i said my concern is you know sports are opening up it's the, luckily the statistics on, on on spreading during athletic competition really has has been promising it doesn't seem like it's as bad as people really thought it out to be at, at the beginning but like i said we know how viruses are transmitted right we know right. they're transmitted in droplets we know if you have close contact with somebody for an extended period of time that's infected you're more likely to to be infected this is not this is not new science the way viruses tra- are transmitted and that's what we have to be conscious about I got, I got, I, someone's texting me on the side. Sorry. Keith is doing work again on during the podcast. Busy Keith. I, this is, this is my life, you know? Well, I, hear I, I wasn't going to text them back, but then they started calling. Oh, geez. This is, this is an emergency. I, I was like, to, well, I have to take well, over the podcast by myself. No, hey, everybody. Hey, hey. This is, so, I, this is why I have you, though. I don't think I could do a podcast by myself. Well, it's hard to do to sit here and talk into the void. It really is. Um, that's why so now give, I'm going to talk about Twitch streamers a lot of credit because they they to get started. I think you have to do that a lot, and you just sit there and talk. And yeah, we are playing games at the same time. Not, I mean, most are, but um, even the ones that uh, don't, right? They're just doing chats. But then you get a, a following, and yep, you, you can respond to your chats, or or you responded, or you're watching a video and responded to that. I kind of uh, wanted to get started getting into that um that domain of Twitch, the Twitch, like watching videos and responding to it because that looks like fun. But you can just do that on TikTok then. I don't I gotta get TikTok. 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 Do, I, do I have to get TikTok? I yes. really don't want I really Yo, don't want TikTok. You gotta do it. Just yeah. try it. It's like a drug. Just try it. That's what I mean. Three hours later. Shit, I haven't done anything besides yeah. TikTok all day. I'm bad enough on Instagram, but so anyways, run your back. Wear your mask, get your shot, be safe, do Wear the things. Mask. Don't don't be like Florida. Oh my God, Florida! I I am so glad I don't live in Florida with young children because I I feel for those families right now that are you know having to send their kids to school in a state where they're not going to mandate masks and um it's just <laughs> I, it's just crazy. And part of me because you know to run Ron DeSantis' argument would be. I'm not saying you can't wear a mask. I'm just not saying, I'm just saying that people can't mandate it. But like we've said time and time again, once restrictions get lifted, people don't follow the restrictions on their own. Yeah, just like in the Northeast, as as when the mask mandates got lifted, because like, oh, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. You think the the anti-vaxxers slash non-mask wearers are going to like go around wearing a mask anyway? So like, oh, I'm not going to wear a mask either. So right. now, and that's why you have things spreading with the Delta because you have all these people that don't want to get shots and don't want to wear a mask, you know, spreading it more easily and bringing it around. And if everyone just did the right thing, either wear a mask. If you're not going to get vaccinated, wear a mask. That's all I'm saying. If you have your ethical issues or whatever, I, you know, you, you think you did your research and 
You don't want to wear a mask because or get it shot because X, Y, Z. Then wear your mask. It's such a simple thing to wear a mask. It's, it's so, so wear simple. Seatbelt. You wear a seatbelt in the car. You wear a hard hat on a construction site. You wear a mask to save people's lives. It's so, it's so simple and people are making such a big deal out of nothing. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh my God. <gasps> and it's, it's this like putting on a mask is like tyrannical. Like asking somebody to, to, to put something over your face to freaking stop you from spreading a, a disease that could kill somebody is, is tyrannical. Like that's just, I don't I wish I could think like that sometimes. <laughs> I wish my mind could go there. Like I, it must be very like happy, I, but it's not though because these people are miserable all the all the time, aren't they? Oh, I saw I saw this woman like on TikTok, like someone posted, it, like this woman was crying, like please, President Trump, they're taking our country. I like, don't even see an American flag anymore. I mean, you know, they're saying ignorance is bliss, but is it? Because all these ignorant people are just seem miserable all the time. Yeah, it's it's just like, angry. <laughs> They are. They go to school board meetings and complain about things that don't exist. Like, like they don't understand what CRT is, and they like. Those are my favorite ones. People like I don't want CRT taught in my school. Like, then the person goes, "Okay, what is CRT? Tell me what critical race theory is." I saw one. I saw a video that was an old one this morning. Like someone's talking about, you know, voting for Trump because his name isn't Hillary, and the person's like, "Well, what about Bernie Sanders?" Well, he's a socialist. And the, the guy goes, what does socialism mean? And the guy had, and the kid had no, no response. No clue. Americans don't know what socialism is. And I, I had this conversation in, in England with, with a few people. It's just, we just don't know what it is. Because there's actual, actual like socialist, like politicians in, in European countries, right? They're literally, right. they're literally socialists. Like not this idea, like Joe Biden is a socialist. No, these people are socialists. Joe Biden is definitely not socialist. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please. Um, He's Buffalo, a true Democrat. Buffalo apparently, their mayor is, is a socialist. Really, Buffalo? Uh, in Buffalo. Buffalo, New York. I really haven't um, looked too much into it, but I think I guess she's a socialist. Buffalo, because I feel like Buffalo would be a very conservative town, being isolated. Well, it's, you know, it's a it's a fairly large city. I guess so. So, um, you know, cities tend to be a little more communal, communicable. Communal. That, no, that communal, communal, not communicable. Communal, like, right? Because you, you share more resources because you're closer together. Yeah, but I threw, an extra, C, I threw an extra C in there and that, that made the word wrong. Communicable? Now you're spreading things around? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I'm still on the viruses, I guess. Um, but more yeah, communal, communal and, you know, if the more communal they are, obviously the more the more leftist you're going to lean because, you know. Right. That's another thing, too. I don't think people realize what left versus right really means. Um, I think a lot of people have the misconception that just right means more government or left means more government and when right means more freedom, which again, depending on what your definition of freedom is, that's, that can be, yeah, you know, cause one thing we don't have um, is when you talk about freedom is economic freedom. You know, I have to say there, there was I, someone in a story I listened to in an interview, this is a couple of years ago, so I can't remember who it was, but they're talking about regulations. And he's like, you know what? If you want to really explain regulations to people, tell them regulations are protections. They're protections against corporations from doing harm to you. So every regulation the government puts in place against like, you know, seatbelt regulations, steering wheel regulations, they're protections that protect the consumer. 
not all regulations. And, and that's another good example of how language managed, because I think if yeah. language protections. matters, because I, I think if we call them like protections instead of regulations, I yeah. think people would go, oh, they're protections. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Want it's to be protected. A seat, I like you know, the government is supposed to protect us. That's like one of their major yeah. functions. Think so, about yes, how like, many regulations go into making a car in order to be able to drive it on the road. Those are all to protect the consumer that's driving that car. They're driving protections. I like it. Um, it's like it's like taxes, right? Because um, <laughs> over there, in over there in England, they call it. They they don't call it like you know we have to get our cars registered, right? Right. And we have to pay a fee for that. They actually call it the um, like a, a, a motor tax, right? They mm-hmm. it's the same thing essentially. You, you right. pay based on what you know, kind of car you have. Um, a lot of it has oh. to do with emissions, but um, yeah, well, yeah, it, we, it's, we but they, put, they call it they call it a tax, and I'm like, oh, well, in America we wouldn't call it a tax because you can't well, get right with that. We just call it you got to register, you got to just do a registration, right? Yeah, so, but in Connecticut we have both. Connecticut we have, like that. we have a state right, we have a state registration, but then we have a local town property tax on our vehicle. You have a property tax on your vehicles. Yeah, is that based on, and that go and that goes to the county, or your, or your city? Yeah, it goes to the town. So do some do some towns not have? No, all towns in Connecticut. Really, it goes based on your zip code, and the and so every zip code has a different mill rate for your for vehicle tax. It's just like your property tax in your house, and then you have a based on the age and value of your car. I did not know that. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, Connecticut. Speaking of taxes, too, another another difference between the United States and, and England is they they've instituted a sugar tax on high like high sugary drinks. Man, I'd be paying a fortune. <laughs> What's the funny thing? Because like now you go to like you know you go to the fast food restaurants, and there are there's one option with for a soda with sugar in it, and it's usually and it's Coke, it's usually Coke anyway. Yeah. Um. So if you if you wanted a soda with like sugar in it, it it's going to cost you a little extra money. It's like it's like thirteen p. It's like not, not, you know. Not and ton, here's the thing: ton, though, as a person, even though I drink Coke, I'm not opposed to stuff like that because I, one, it's 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 the same thing as a um, vice tax, like on liquor. The idea is like if you're going to take a part in a vice, you're going to pay more for it. That's why they tax tobacco so high. Right. Well, it's also a health conscious, right? It's right, a, that's the thing. Especially because yeah. in, in a country where that has a nationalized healthcare system, like oh, most yeah. other countries, um, most industrialized nations. Most, yeah. Um, you, when you know something is bad for somebody and it's going to cause health risks, you need to mitigate those health risks. So you need to put, um, you know, resources into mitigating those health risks. And I, you know, I hope that's where the money goes. I, I'm not here. I mean, you, you, didn't on, look at, you didn't look on, at the financials and do the yeah, I, didn't, I didn't go into the books of England, but um, excuse me, Queen, may I have your books? <laughs> I, need to I, need to where, your I need to check out where this soda tax money is going. Oh, your soda tax money is going for your poodle. Hmm. Like, <laughs> could you imagine in the United States if we like had like a like a sugar tax? Oh my god, a sugar tax in the United there, States would be insane. There would be a, a collapse of society. It'd be collapse of society. Oh, remember uh was it Bloomberg wanted to get rid of sugary drinks in the city? Well, it was the big, as the big the, gulps, right? Or the big, right? You want to limit, you want to limit and the size? Yeah, to 20 ounces. So you couldn't that was get, an like, outrage. You couldn't go to the gas station anymore. I mean, it's, you, you can now. Like, I, because I, I, you know, I, I get the 32 ounce iced teas from Dunkin' Donuts all the time. But if I go to like a, a Speedway or a Quick Check, you get those 44 ounce things. 
And like I usually get like the vitamin water or iced tea or like a like a low sugar iced tea. Um, but yeah, you can literally fill it. That's like a gallon of soda. Yeah, I you know I did that as a child once, you know, you get the because there's also like a dollar at the time, right? You get the big gulp and you get the 40 ounce thing and you stand the car. You know, you know how fast you have to pee after you get those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, don't drink the, don't drink those while you're driving in the car. Honestly, you don't need more than 20 ounces on a road trip. Quite frankly, I have yeah. some experience. And like, will, when we talk about soda size, we're, we, now I'm just grabbing about soda size here. <laughs> movie theaters. We were talking about movie theaters before we start recording and how we may never go back to them again. I'm never going back, but Keith has kids, so he wants to go back. But, but can the small in a movie theater soda actually be like 12 ounces and not 20 for the small? Like, the, the, you know, I want to get through a movie without, without having to pee, but I also like to have something to drink. They, they have, they have to I, justify they have to justify selling that soda for three dollars so yeah, sell me a soda for a dollar then you know <laughs> that's not how you make money on soda keith <laughs> and, here's, and here's the problem i know how much soda costs it doesn't cost that much when you buy it the way to buy it because they're buying it in the big bags and they're just adding co2 to it you know they got the it's by yeah, they got and, water and waters, they got a tank so of co2 it's, it's basically the syrup yeah you just, and you have a bag of syrup that hooks up to a machine I know. I used to work in a restaurant. I know how they work. I used to work at McDonald's. <laughs> I remember when the bag of the boxes came out. It was the greatest invention like in right? beverage history. But but they're you know they the syrup bag can't really cost that much and you know but they're making all the overhead on so it's just like a bar makes all their you know restaurant makes all their money on alcohol not on the food right because of, the, of the, the overhead that they charge but just like it's ridiculous trust me because popcorn, popcorn's are usually Claire and i go out our, our our drinks bill is higher than our food bill well it should be <laughs> that's the way to have fun but so i'm just saying maybe we maybe america we need to regulate our sizes and we need to protect ourselves keith they're not <laughs> regulating things anymore yeah, we're protecting we, protect, we should protect ourselves the more. sugar the sugar protection I know I need to drink less sugar. I'm aware of that. I'm trying. It's hard because it's also an addiction. Your body gets used to it. Yeah. Because your body does need a certain amount of sugar. That's it's like programmed from hundred thousand years of evolution to crave sugar to survive. Right, because it's energy. Because it's where how you get energy. But, but sugar, sugar also too. I will say this: sugar does get a bit of a bad rap. And the only because, like you said, we do need it. But the only reason like it gets a bad rap is because it's so packed in a lot of our foods. Well, yeah, because um, that unnecessarily, and right. we and more and more Americans are leading, leading a more sedentary lifestyle, where you're not burning that sugar. Because if exactly. you're active and you burn that sugar off, then it's you know you burn you're you're burning the glucose off. So it's well, I always you know in that, in that example, I always think about like you know professional athletes when they're when they're performing, you know they're in such great shape, and you look at them a year after they retire. And they've gained all this weight because they're not performing the same they used to perform. They don't, have to, they, don't, they don't have to be a professional athlete. You can look at my experience in college when I when I stopped playing lacrosse. Right. As soon as you stop going, you can to look practice at, four you days can just look at look at pictures from me from the first semester, right? Uh, the end of the first semester of college and the end of the second semester of college, and you, you you'll see a you'll see a huge difference. So you're saying when you don't practice four days a week and have two games on a weekend and have weight room requirements and nutritional requirements, all of a sudden. 
And you just sit around and then doing you, nothing. Then you have the same diet and and yeah. uh, bread probably drinking drinking more and <laughs> right. that yeah that has, has, has an effect. Yeah, that's... We were, and we and we're not we're not humans that are hunter gatherers anymore. Work in the fields all the time. You know we have a lot of sedentary jobs. We're, look, we're sitting at desks right now talking on microphones. We're not burning many calories at this moment. Well, people make um, weight loss out to be a more complicated thing than it is. To um, guess what? If you eat less calories than you expend, you will lose yeah. weight. It's Guar- all about calories and calories I out. Guarantee it. It's all it's about all it calorie is. deficits. That's what you know, break it down to that. You know, you don't you have to it. drastically change your diet. You just maybe have to cut a little things out, eat a little bit less. And a lot of that Sometimes. goes back to sugar, right? You, just, yeah. if you find food because sugar is, you know, a you, lot of calories. Eat. I know. Four calories a gram, just like any carbohydrate, but it's the fact that you can consume so much in a, in a short amount of time. But maybe take an extra walk every day, you know? Be healthy. Take the, take the stairs, not the elevator. So it's the little changes you can do. And then you you can always ramp it up if you need to. Exercise is always good. I I was just like, you know, it, I feel so ironic because I have a gym in my garage, but I don't use it as much as I should because it's like work just to go out in the garage to work out. But, but also like the other day I was just like, okay, it's too hot to work out in the garage, but I want to do something. So I just like found like this, you know, low impact 30 minute video on YouTube. I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. And it's like, oh, there's plenty of resources out there, but you're right? constantly moving. So it's like, oh, I burned a lot of calories. I feel good. I, I got a sweat going. So it's like, and it was, it was 25 minutes, you know, 30 minutes was the total video, but that was him talking as well. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. There are, there are plenty of free resources out there to, to, to do exercises, even at your home, even in your home, even if you don't have any equipment, um, yeah, this was a no equipment workout and it was free. It was on YouTube. I mean, obviously they're promoting more of their line. They want you to become a member and all that, but there's yeah. hundreds of those out there. Last was, summer during, you know, during the good old lockdown of 2020. Yeah. Um, one of the referees in our little referee group um, that we have uh, decided that, you know, he's, why don't we do like a little fitness thing for people? So we got a couple of us that, or kind of into fitness and a few personal trainers and myself. Um, and basically what we did, we would go on live on Facebook in the group and we'd lead exercises for like half go. an hour, 45 minutes every day. And that was, you know, something that was pretty cool. Um, and you, and then obviously you can watch the video. It was recorded if you want to do it on your own. Cause honestly, I think I used to get like maybe like two or three people in the group at the time, but. I don't know how many people actually watched it afterwards, but that was a fun little thing that we did. You know, so the, I like how the end of today, the end of today's episode is about life choices and how to get better. We're going to turn to a self-help podcast. This, there's a couple small tasks you can change. First of all, wake up on the right side of bed. You can do it. Have a positive mindset. It's okay to feel down once in a while. Everyone does. But don't let that stop you. Yeah, motivational. Go on, get up. You know what? You can have that cookie today. It's okay. Don't feel bad about it. And don't, yeah, don't don't feel guilty about things you do. Depends on the size of the cookie. Okay. Well, you, know. you know what? Some, cookie, some cookies are a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, okay, last thing. Have a, have a small cookie. All right, have a small. I was thinking, I heard this great, so I listened to this uh, other podcast called No Stupid Questions, which I love. and. It's it, one is a behavioral psychologist and one's an economist, but the economist wasn't there this week. So it was two behavioral psychologists doing the episode. They're talking about this idea about um, 
rewards and, and how it affects your, your mind and everything. And they were saying like, you know, cause it, it, the, the question was like, you know, if we're, if everything's great in my life, why am I still feeling crappy? Like why, why I should feel good. Cause everything's good. And they're talking about the idea of like, you know, talking about the big cookie, right? You could have one big cookie, but that, that high is only going to happen that one time. Versus if you take that same quantity and have one of those every other day, then you have that high spread out. You know, it's like same thing. Like I could take one week long vacation or I could take a bunch of three day weekends. And if you take three day weekends, now I'm having a, I'm doing a high, I'm going to reset and then have another high reset versus that one seven day vacation. You get the one high for like a couple of days and then you're waiting a whole year again to do that again. So moderation also equals more emotional highs. Now I'm just thinking of the episode of Community where Troy had the big cookie. <laughs> the entire time I was talking, he was thinking about Troy. And he tried to eat the whole, the whole thing. Uh, Thanks. The whole time talking, you're just in your head. Troy has a big cookie. Troy has a big cookie. That's my reward, all right? That's how I think about Community and it makes me happy. That's all good. Well, in that case, everyone go have a cookie, watch an episode of Community. Go have a small cookie and watch some Community and, and that'll, that'll brighten your day. And you'll be happy. And maybe get outside for a walk if it's not too oppressively hot out. Actually, the weather, I think, is getting a little bit better. The weather is beautiful today. Yeah. It's going to be 81 degrees. I drove with the windows down. It was wonderful. Uh, it's not humid it out. So enjoy that the was day. A nice thing. That was another nice thing about England. It was nice to get, a, get away from the heat for a little bit. Yeah. Um, a heat wave over there is like 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, the same latitude <laughs> as Maine, so. And they and they use, actually, I think it's a little bit higher. Isn't yeah, it? it's higher than Maine, yeah. But, um. And it's also the islands is in like there's you know currents. Yeah, ocean, and, you know. So, yeah. Gee, well, we'll get we'll get we'll get Adam, we'll get Adam, our friend Adam. He's an earth science teacher, so we'll get him to come maybe talk oh, about the, the meteorology. No, maybe we should I mean, have gotten before the semester if, started. <laughs> if, if yeah, if our podcast isn't boring enough, like we, he's probably he's probably proof of school right that, now, probably. That's, that's what we're talking. Yeah, he's he's, he's gonna go back soon too. Um, um so well, yeah, so big takeaways is take care of yourself and each other and eventually if everybody does that then the world will take care of each other and maybe we can solve some some of these problems i like that let me wrap that up nice keith let's end it there i like it have a great week guys thanks thanks for listening um who knows when we'll be back i know we're sorry we've been a little spotty over the summer um with their schedules um i got a pretty pretty big preseason two weeks coming up for work so, but when the school starts again, we have our Friday mornings free. We'll be, we'll be back. I so, hope so. Until then, see you. Bye.